Hello and welcome to the Kiss the Wild podcast with your host, Kristen Wright. This is the space to unpack cultural scripts, narratives, and conditioning that are keeping you from living the juiciest version of yourself. You can expect conversations and thought-provoking ideas to help you reclaim your whole self in and out of the bedroom. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's podcast episode. I wanted to talk in today's episode a little bit about food and eating over the holidays because we are approaching December and Christmas time. And I know that as um, women, we can have so much, you know, internalized body shame, and there can be so much fear and stigma around eating during the holidays, what to eat, how to show up at parties and like not eat all the things or the drinking, all of those things can definitely be weighing on one's mind. I know for myself, I used to be somebody who was always in a state of like binging and purging, you know, not literally in the sense that I had an eating disorder, but I definitely, you know, would indulge over the holidays and exist in a bubble of shame and guilt and body loathing, essentially, or loathing of self. And since then, you know, through this work of coming home to my whole self, through the reclamation of my sexual self, but within that, you know, really peeling back the layers of what was holding me back from really claiming that I am worthy and deserving, but also really knowing myself. Like um, the work that I did in my coaching program just brought, brought me closer to who I truly was, you know, this original essence of self, the the whole self before I, to- I was told who I should be. And, and that work just really supported me to heal so much of my relationship with my body and eating. But because life is just like a juicy evolution <laughs> and healing isn't linear, you know, I definitely always bump up against these edges because society and culture, you know, is constantly giving us messages as women that we need to look you know be a certain way in our bodies you know that we should eat a certain way dress a certain way show up a certain way like act a certain way I think I already said that but um it's a lot it's a lot to unpack continually and yesterday I was having a really tough day and I found myself at that place of like staring in my reflection and really being so critical about who I saw in the mirror. You know, there was this story of like, you're old, you're um, puffy, <laughs> you have, you know, you bags, your skin looks dead. <laughs> you look dead on the inside. <laughs> um, you're, you know, 
honestly, the words fat came up, like, look how fat you are, you're disgusting. Um, like, I'm just being really honest about that critical voice. And I'm being honest because as I was listening to these, this like narrative in my mind, I also was sort of having a laugh at how just intensely critical and outlandish and like harsh the voice was and that I know that it's not true you know but it's really really hard when you're in those places of criticism and existing in a society where you know when you if you want to look outside yourself to feel better it's really hard (laughs) there's not a lot of positive shit out there when you're having a moment of self-loathing to help you feel like no it's okay I'm okay in you know in all of who I am I am okay to take up space as I am in this body So today I want to talk about a way that I did reclaim and take up space for myself in my body. And I also just want to share some tools to support you in, you know, over the holidays because they, like I said, can be a really hard time. There can be a lot of triggers. And I think like there is this idea of like sort of letting yourself just go like buck wild over the holidays because there's this other you know belief that in the new year it's like new year resolution time new year new me and I'm gonna like right all my wrongs and repent in January and I'm just like over here thinking what if you could create a life that was free from that cycle what would that do for you Like I shared earlier, I definitely was somebody who had a lot of anxiety about social gatherings and eating because I couldn't trust myself to not eat all the things. And I got to this point in my life where everything I put in my body was, you know, questionable. You know, like there was just so much fear and stigma about every bit of food I ate because I could just feel the calories counting up and um, and so even foods that you know could be called healthy or nutritious there was still like a stigma about eating in general um, and then exercise for myself used to be used as a tool to sort of like repent what I ate you know there was just there was no joy in eating because it was a fearful activity around weight gain. And so I've really come a long way because food is something I really enjoy and I don't really have a lot of breaks when it comes to food. And so what I have come to find, you know, when we create these foundations of self-love inside, when we create these foundations of worthiness and deservingness, when we create, you know, foundations inside of ourselves where we've unpacked so much of the shoulds and what we've been told and the limitations that have been placed on us and on our bodies and when we come in connection to our bodies from a place of pleasure you know feeling good versus doing good when we take up space in our bodies and come into contact with our divinity and recognize that we are whole and holy just as we are 
you know, that is truly the work right there. Because when you can fully inhabit your body and claim that you are whole, there is a huge unpacking of all of the shit that has been piled on you your whole life, you know, making you feel less whole. So no big deal. This work is, you know, just minor. (laughs) It's a big deal. It's such a big deal to reclaim your relationship to food. But of course, it's not just about food. It's reclaiming your relationship to your beautiful body. Okay, I want to start with a poem by Mary Oliver because I return to this poem again and again and again. You've probably heard it. It's Wild Geese. And it's just like the first couple lines of this poem that I feel like are so impactful and just words that you can anchor to again and again and again. So let me read it to you. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. You do not have to be good. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only, only, you only, 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 only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. And then the poem goes on. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. I think this is like, well, first just let that sink in. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. I literally have goosebumps all over my body. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees. Do you feel this when I'm reading these words? Like it's not like we're out here physically walking on our hands and knees to earn, you know, a treat. (laughs) To earn respect, to earn approval, to earn love, to earn validation to earn acceptance in the world, and yet, energetically, what is that underpinning, that energetic feeling of, I have to be good. I have to walk on my hands and knees for a hundred miles, repenting, so that I can have, you know, insert whatever it is, 
And so I love these lines. And I hope that they can be an anchor for you too. And I think what I was going to say before, where we go wrong is that we forget that our animal, or that, sorry, we forget that our body is an animal. You know? I just think of the ways we treat our bodies. We get up. You know, some of us don't even eat breakfast. We might go to work then and sit in a desk, you know, in a chair all day long, come home. Like maybe we go to the gym, maybe we don't. Maybe we, you know, eat some food. We might sit on our phones or sit on the TV. Like, how are we treating that animal body? The world we exist in today is so unsupportive of nurturing, you know, the animal within. So what does the animal within desire? How would your body desire to move, to dress, to feed itself? You know, your body needs sunshine and air and water. It needs to get outside. You are a force of nature. <gasps> I feel like the more we confine ourselves to like the social limitations that have been imposed on us, the farther, so far, we get from our power. And how that showed up for me yesterday, you know, it was like feeling powerless in myself. Like, you're old, you're gross, you're chubby, you know, you're puffy, you're blotchy, you're wrinkly. Ew, you know? And so getting back to what I shared in the beginning is I did this like movement this morning I put on a song and I just let my animal body move I like moved my hips I stomped my feet I like took some deep gorgeous breaths I got in front of the mirror and I just like made the ugliest faces I could at myself because <laughs> I feel like even that is so powerful. This wild aspect of ourself, like when you think about, I, and I've, I've shared this in the last episode, how much we have shamed and shut down the aspects of being, the identities, you know, culturally or society, in society that are powerful, you know? being old I mean being old is not should not be weaponized being old there's so much wisdom when we can own our crone you know when we can fully own that we are aging beings that carry wisdom when we try and get stuck in like the prettiness and the um you know the maiden and being nice and good and youthful that keeps us trapped in like this powerlessness like this little girlness so like stepping into my age stepping into my witchiness you know that's another archetype stepping into my anger my rage like all of these parts of being a woman that have been weaponized against us are so powerful. So I did that like shamanic dance today. You know, I reclaim those wild, wild parts within myself by touching my body, by thrusting my hips, 
by mashing or gnashing, maybe it's gnashing my jaw, breathing, like rolling my head, swinging my hair, stroking my dimpled thighs, reclaiming that my body is a vessel for feeling good, not just looking good, and ultimately taking up space. And it was laughable. It was really laughable in that moment of feeling so powerful and so embodied that, you know, the story that my brain was telling me yesterday, laughable. (laughs) You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a thousand miles in the desert repenting. You know, let those words be medicine for you because it's so true. It's so true. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Mm, So good. Okay, so I think what I mean when I say it was laughable, it was just like being able to look at myself and and be in this place of power and making like like you know ugly and crazy faces and just like making my body contorting my body into all these wild shapes it just supported me to digest this narrative that we have in society that you know we need to look be show up a certain way help me to digest the good girl narrative or you know, the ways of being that are so one-dimensional and not in service of our wholeness or our fullness, right? So I love putting on some music and letting my body be wild because it's one way, one super simple way to get out of these holding patterns, right? And the holding pattern is how you feel like you should move or how you should look, or how you should be in the world. And if it's one thing about the world, like the world doesn't give a shit about how you feel, you know? It gives a shit about how well you do. And so let's get back into our feeling body, because I think that it is a huge key to this like liberation around food. So think of, you know, if you are feeling into your wholeness and your fullness as a person, you know, there's less voids to fill, whether that's filling it with food or alcohol or drugs or shopping or whatever else that it may be. But for myself personally, and what I believe to be true for you is that When I am anchored and in tune with myself, when I am feeling connected and whole within, worthy and deserving, when I am, you know, feeling unapologetic about the skin that I am, then I make better choices around what I put into my body and what I do with my body, actually. So here is another example this morning. I'm feeling pretty tired, actually feeling exhausted, and the kids are in childcare, and I felt like, okay, I can get a workout in, you know, nobody's home to bother me, I should work out. But when I really tuned in and listened to my body, I was like, 
my body doesn't want to do a big workout right now. You know, my body wants to move for sure, but I don't feel like doing something strenuous. I feel like doing something that feels really good, that gets my body moving and stretching and connects me to my joy. And that's how I got to um, putting on some music and beginning to dance. And then the dance turned into this wild reclamation and this like connection to like wholeness and power within. So because, you know, being wild and primal and everything else that I've shared, you know, whether it's age um, or it's, you know, body and all the places that have we've been, you know, made to feel shame, like owning those is such a key part of our wholeness. And when we are connected to our wholeness or feeling whole, then we are in deep connection with love for self, you know, self love. So this like wild reclamation is so important because it is deeply connected to our self love. And then how that ties into eating is that we can come from that place of self love versus like filling the voids. We can come from that place of self trust um, and self acceptance. Like we can source that from within versus the fear of what we put into our body because we are looking for external validation or external acceptance or ex- external love, you know, through the, um, through trying to align ourselves with how the world would like us to be or how the world thinks that we should be. Okay, so I feel like I've really drove that point home, like hit it over the head a million times. I hope that it's landing. How this looks for me and how I want to share it with you is that feeding your body from a place of nurturance. So when I when you are connected to love and wholeness, how do you want to care for yourself? What foods, you know, would you give your animal body? You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. And so can you trust yourself that when there's like not a huge charge around food or sugar or treats, that it's just like a neutral thing, that you will make the best choices for yourself from a place of love. And I really love looking at food from the lens of like, that there are many ways for food to sort of fill us up. You know, whether that is the nutritional value of it, whether that's the joy we receive from eating it with others, you know, the fun that we might have with it or the pleasure that we might get from it. Like soaking in all of those things um, instead of only looking at food as a substance that, you know, fills us up. And some of that is good and some of that is bad. Me and my friend always joke about like Wayne diarying our food. And this comes from like our conversations back in the day. We used to listen to Hay House Radio and we used to love Dr. Wayne Dyer. I mean, if you know, you know, but... Wayne Dyer talked about, you know, the energy that you put behind 
what you're putting into your body. I don't, that's not his specific words. Okay. That is not me quoting Dr. Wayne Dyer, <laughs> but I just have this memory of like a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger is just a cheeseburger. You know, it's like everything that you put, you attach to the cheeseburger that can make or break it. You know, if I eat a cheeseburger and I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad for me. This is going to make me so fat. It's going to like, you know, feed the cellulite on my butt. I don't know. You know, there's so many <laughs> negative things that we could tell ourselves. You know, with every biteful, I feel so guilty. I have so much shame about this food. We might not be consciously saying that to ourselves, but that's the unconscious feeling versus oh my God, it's so nice to eat a cheeseburger with my friend or my family on this like summer day. And oh my gosh, we're laughing and this cheeseburger tastes so good. Oh my goodness, there's so much pleasure in every bite. I'm so lucky that I get to eat this cheeseburger that it's, you know, filling my body up and making my tummy feel so good. And I'm so lucky that I have this food that gets to nurture me on so many levels, you know? Think about the difference an energy, you know, this is maybe woo-woo, but think about that, you know, what you're putting into your body in both of those scenarios. And so that's also something to think about when you're eating. The thoughts, the ideas, the feelings, everything that you're attaching to the food and in the ways that you're putting that into your body, you know, whether that's actually physically, energetically, emotionally, mentally. And so we can look at the ways food nurtures us in all of those realms and take some of the charge, you know, off of it. And again, taking the charge off through this place of love, like returning to the foundation of love inside of yourself, that you do not have to walk on your hands for a thousand miles in the desert repenting. You know, you do not have to be good to eat the damn cheeseburger. <laughs> so say you're at, you know, a gathering and there's a ton of food and you are someone who feels really fearful about what you put in your mouth and into your body or how your body looks. Just take it slow. Reassure yourself that you are beautiful, perfect, and whole as you are in that moment and that it's not you that needs to change. It's actually like this whole messed up system. <laughs> and your body is for feeling good. Your whole life is for feeling good, for connection, for joy, for pleasure. You know, take it all the way back to who you were as you entered this world what would you tell that little person at the holiday holiday gathering you know would you shame them would you make them feel guilty for wanting to eat for putting food into their body would you make them feel bad about how they look or what it's going to do to them if they eat too much or drink too much probably not you know how you would probably come from a place of love and nourishment, nurturing. So that's how you should treat your own body. That's how you should treat your own self. And take it slow. Take pleasure in what you do and what you eat. 
listen to your body, honor its needs. And sometimes listening to our body starts well before we arrive at the holiday gathering, right? It starts right now. It starts by beginning to notice sensations in your body, beginning to notice what your body wants and needs moment to moment, the soft animal of your body, recognizing that your body is an animal. We can't just like go through these rigid sort of robotic um, movements throughout our day. And we do, right? We get on autopilot. And so taking breaks to stretch, to move your body, to move your body in ways that feel good, to stretch that animal out, to take some deep breaths, you know? And then I would add that the holidays are a very stressful time and stress can often lead to overeating, right? It's like that void that we're trying to fill. So take breaks, rest, set boundaries. I know that that is much easier to say often than do, but you are like your best and really more often than not your only advocate. And so the most loving thing that you can do for yourself at times is to set that boundary and to know that it's okay. It's okay to say no. It truly is. And it's more than okay to take some things off your to-do list in order to prioritize resting or caring for yourself. You have to sort of harness your inner parent again in those moments you know going back to imagining yourself as like a little soul a little being in the world how would you parent that self over the holidays right would you pile on a bunch of shit and just like mindlessly go through it because you feel like you should or would you tell that little soul to take a few breaks in service of their light, in service of their love, in service of their ability to regenerate so that they can hold more and show up more fully and wholly for the people in their lives, right? And the last thing I just want to say, because this is starting to get long, is to really stay open for the beauty moments. And what I mean by that is because the holidays can feel like a really busy time it like i said can be easy to go through the moments like you're on autopilot from this thing to that and we can really miss out on the present moment and what i've been noticing and working to cultivate in my life is how almost easy it can be to also shut down during a moment of really intense love or really intense joy. And so expanding your capacity to hold the truly, really beautiful and heartfelt moments over the holidays. So put your phone down, connect to the sensations of your body and let yourself, you know, stay open. Let your heart be open to the magic that can you know happen during the holidays and I know actually as I say that I'm like well that's you know not everyone gets to tap into that magic that is definitely a very privileged place to be 
Um, and so if I'm leaving folks out of the conversation, I'm truly sorry because I know that the, the holidays can also be a really, really hard time for a lot of people. Um, but there can be those glimmers and we can really fill up on those moments. And so I encourage you to fill up on the goodness too and use that, you know, that pleasure and that joy and that love to fuel you rather than, you know, when we miss those moments, we can continue to build that void within ourselves. And one of the ways we want to fill those voids can be through mindlessly eating that to me there is absolutely nothing wrong with eating (laughs) but it's when it's mindless and unconscious and it brings shame and guilt then obviously that's something that's worth you know working with and through okay so to recap the holidays are coming it can be a triggering time if you have a not so great relationship to food and or to your body and so a pathway to reclaiming wholeness in order to create more self-love and with that foundation of self-love to create a more um, healthy and loving attachment to food to create liberation around a relationship to eating and to your body comes through reclaiming all of who we are and especially that wild primal parts of ourselves so doing like a wild shamanic dance should be number one on your priority list (laughs) during the holidays get yourself a morning ritual this is what i like to do i like to light a candle i like to pick some songs if you are struggling to find music send me an email i'll hook you up kristen at sexloverevolution.com And just explore moving your body, shaking your hips, moving your spine, stomping your feet, you know, shaking your head, gnashing your teeth or mashing, whatever it is. I still haven't figured it out. You know, sticking your tongue out, thrusting your chest forward, stroking your body. Get in contact with your body and feel how good your skin feels. Feel how good like the shape of you is, like really touch and stroke your body, have fun, let it be joyful, move however you want to move, like that old um, saying goes, dance like nobody is watching, dance for yourself, you know, so that's number one on your to-do list, (laughs) ritual, dancing, got it, okay, listen to your body, start being in connection to your animal body, Really honor what your body wants, what your body needs. Put down your phone. Take it slow. Open yourself to the moment. Be present with all that is. Take time to rest. And then connect to your relationship through food from this place of like being a good parent to your gorgeous, perfect, whole, radiant soul self. And how do you want to nurture that self? How do you want to speak to that self? How do you want to feel in your body as you eat? Can you bring more pleasure and joy into the experience and less shame and guilt? 
Remember that you do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. My friend, you are worthy and deserving of being in a body and taking up space just as you are. You deserve to nurture yourself as you please, to move as you please, to be who you are unapologetically. And I hope that you really get to embody that this Christmas season. If anything, be the wild geese. Okay, I love you. Talk to you later.